Before we get going with today's podcast, I just want to jump on here for a second and personally invite you to a one-off brand new masterclass that I am hosting on Thursday the 16th of May. How to scale your online business to six figures and beyond. So if you are a course creator, a membership owner or a coach, then this is for you. I'm sharing with you my most effective strategies to become the go-to person in your industry and grow your online business. I will cover how to build your audience, how to craft an irresistible offer and how to master your launch strategy so that you will know the most effective way to grow your audience and build your email list fast, know how to craft an offer that your audience will love and create a launch that fits with you and enables you to sell with ease. And why should you come and listen to me? Well, I started doing this almost 10 years ago and the very first client I worked with back in 2016 I helped him launch his very first membership he had a done for you product and a one-to-one product and we created a membership in his first launch he got a hundred and thirty members bringing him in about sixty thousand in income every year now He has built a suite of online products that is bringing him in way over six figures every single year. This is going to be an awesome masterclass. You're going to get so much good stuff to take away with you to be able to use in your business. So to grab your free place, go to TeresaHeathWearing.com forward slash masterclass and I will see you there. You are listening to the Marketing That Converts podcast episode 208. You are listening to the Marketing That Converts podcast, and I'm your host, Teresa Heathwaring. If you're a marketer, business owner, or entrepreneur that is frustrated and overwhelmed with all the constant changes in digital marketing and social media, then you, my friend, are in the right place. Each week, I share with you easy, insightful, and actionable steps that you can use to grow your business. So let's get started. Hello and welcome to this week's episode of the podcast. How are you doing? Right. I just re-watched uh, the beginning of the interview that we're doing today and it's so good. It's so, so good. But before we dive into that and I tell you who it is and what they're all about, I want to give you a heads up that next week the Academy doors are going to be open. So they open on Friday the 24th of September and they're closing on Wednesday the 29th of September. The doors only open for about 10 days a year. And although it feels like I talk about it a lot, they only open literally for 10 days a year. They've opened twice this year, I think. And next year they'll open twice. Now, the reason I'm giving you the heads up is because you don't have very long if you want to join. And secondly, the price is going up. So when I open the doors, the price will be $59 as it is Um, currently. It has been the last time I opened it. But when the doors close, the next time they open next year, it's going to be 97. So if you are on the fence, if you are sat there thinking, yeah, I wanted to, I'm not sure, you know, see how it goes. You really want to think about joining this time because the next time it's going to be a lot more money. And the reason it's going to be a lot more money is because of And this is so hard to say this stuff when it's talking about your own stuff, but like the quality of the stuff in there is so good. The time and effort and attention I give is immense. And the Academy is one of these things where if I won the lottery tomorrow, I would still do it. I love it. I absolutely adore it. They are my people. They come first. I do the best things for them. They have all the best opportunities and I adore what I do. And 
and I, I see some of the, you know, people out there sometimes who you can see it's for the money or you can see it's for the fame or you can see it's for the, I don't know what it is for, but like genuinely, I just adore working with all these small businesses. And like, I constantly joke with my husband, can we have a party at my house and invite everybody around (laughs) because I'm like, they're like my family. So I just wanted to let you know before I jumped into this interview, which is amazing, that that is happening and the doors are going to be closing on the 29th and they won't open again until next year and there will be a lot more money. So like I said, don't delay. Come and join me. What have you got to lose? Nothing. Absolutely nothing. It's going to be ace. Okay, let me tell you about today's interview. Today I am interviewing the very lovely Rachel Miller and oh my goodness, it was so good. Like, the phrase knowledge bombs is a bit irritating to me, but it was literally like everything she said. I was like, what? Say what? How? This is amazing. She was amazing. She was so good. Also, she's a mum of six children. Six. Like how on earth? Uh, so yeah, six children. She runs a huge, amazing business. She has devoted all of her time teaching people how to grow audiences, teaching people how to convert them, how to get really good Facebook engagement without paying. Now, I don't think I've ever had anybody on talking about Facebook and engagement because it always felt like a bit of a lost cause to me. But some of the stuff that Rachel said was unbelievable. So, so good. She's built multiple websites, each earning six figures plus. And she loves seeing other people do the same. I don't want to talk anymore because she's too good. Enjoy this episode. Please let us know what you think. I know she'd be, she would love to hear it and I'll see you at the end. Okay. I am really excited today to welcome to the podcast, the very lovely Rachel Miller. Rachel, welcome. Thank you so much for having me today. I truly appreciate it. Honestly, the pleasure is all mine. I have heard the most amazing things about you and what you do. And funnily enough, I was on a call just before our interview and someone said, I said, oh, I've, I've got an interview next. And I said who, that, who it was with and she was like, oh my God, she's amazing. So yeah. Aww, that's sweet of her. <laughs> but in case someone who's listening to this doesn't know who you are, can we just give two minutes of like who you are and how you got to do what you're doing today? Oh, I I always find this as like an interesting like moment. Does that make sense? <laughs> I am a mom of six kids. Right now I have bribed my children and told them they can watch TV early in the afternoon if they do their reading very quietly and they're, they, they've got like a summer school like computer thing they're supposed to do every day for an hour like to make sure they don't have that summer slide. Like you will sit here and you... So when I close my eyes and I picture who is Rachel... <laughs> I picture me, the the mom with the kids juggling work and and life. And I also know that I love making an impact on people. And how can I be a mom of six kids at home, juggling the preteen drive everywhere scenarios and still make an impact? And that's why I've run a businesses online is because I can manage all of those things. I can juggle all those things. I can seem like I've got it all together. And yep. this, not seem, I mean, I do have it together, but I don't because like who does, but I can run a business if it's an online business, if it works with an audience where it, it's on, I basically can craft it around my life. Mm-hmm. And so that's what I do. I've built audiences. Um, I built blogs. I built websites. I've built e-commerce lines that then all serve my, my life, my lifestyle. 
and allow me to be at home with my kids. And I've also teach other people how to grow an audience, which is just fun. But ultimately I am growing and running my own businesses as well. So it, like you should have seen my face when she said six children, six children. Like first off, Rachel does not look old enough to have even one or two, let alone six. How old are they? A bottle. <laughs> I'm gray. <laughs> How old are the children? I, my youngest is 10. And so we have three 10 year olds. And then we have a 12 and a half, 14 and 15 year old. Wowzers. I know. Like, that is a busy house. I, I thought I was busy when I had toddlers, but the reality is that preteen stage where they're having you drive everywhere. Uh, and they take know. up so much more room. They take up more room and they, they need to talk to you a lot, yeah. like about all the things. And they like, does that make, like, I don't know how to explain it. it they, it's very, it's a little time consuming. Just the teen. I'm loving it, but I love the fact that I get to have a business that yeah. I can run and I can control and I don't need to like, it's not the 12 year olds dramas about who her, where her shoes, but you know, all of those things that kids yeah. have. I don't need to worry about that because I can organize my business. So sometimes it lets me, I think, be a better mom mm -hmm. because I'm not, I'm not internalizing my kids stuff as much. Um, instead, I'm like, Hey, this is your choice. You lost your shoes. You're going to wear the wrong shoes to wherever it is. <laughs> and instead I can say, I can control my business. I know where my business's shoes are. Not that a business has shoes, but you know what I mean? Okay. I know where that is. I can, I can control it. I can help that grow. And I think it almost makes me a better mom because I don't internalize as much of the kids stuff. But this is that pre-tween teen stage uh, is, is just drama. <laughs> so I've got an 11 year old girl uh, who's my daughter. And then I have a stepson who's 18 and I have a stepdaughter who's 24. And I met them when the stepdaughter was 15. Oh man, that was one hell of a learning curve. Like you're right. When they get to this age, it's kind of funny because in one way, they're like so much easier because you almost don't see them because it's like my daughter, if I allowed her, will just come in and go on her iPad and go in a room. Like, but on the other hand, when they want to talk to you, you really have to be like, yeah, okay, I'm listening. And they're talking about stuff that you're like, either I don't care about or the talking stuff that I don't get. And I'm like, what? What are you saying? What's these words? Yeah. Yeah. And they want to drive to like all of the places. So my oldest two have like little part-time jobs, which I'm really grateful for. But they don't have cars yet. So <laughs> yeah, just and then they've got braces because they inherited my mouth. So they all have braces. <laughs> well, not all of them because we're an adoptive family, but even the ones that are adopted, they are going to get braces too, because <laughs> they got someone's mouth. <laughs> but my point is, yeah, it, 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 um, we have a lot of orthodontist appointments with the family sick. It's an obscene number of orthodontists. You're like, can you can we have a space, like a car yeah. parking space? Like, can you could you put our name on that? So we're here. <laughs> it's but like I can run my business from the orthodontist parking lot Amazing. and they just want, and with COVID, COVID has been the biggest gift because yeah. before this, I had to go into the office now because of COVID, they want me to stay outside the office. I'm still supposed to be on the property because like, I can't leave my minor unattended supposedly, but yeah. they're in the building and I'm happy as a clam with my <laughs> cup of coffee in the parking lot working <laughs> in my car. Yeah, you know what I'm really excited about? And I'm just going to like jump straight in is one of the things you talk about is organic reach and in particular, Facebook. Like, and I realized that when I looked at bringing you on, I don't think I've ever had someone talk about that. 
because I didn't think it ever existed. And you must hear this all the time. Like, Facebook, dead. Organic reach, dead. Don't bother. See you later. Move on. Something better. Like, what are your thoughts on that? We just, just the, my blogging partner just this morning sent me a screenshot. We got over 161,000 clicks from Google to our website. Now people will think, okay, well, that's SEO. But the reason why we got those clicks is because we got our URL to spike. How did we get our URL to spike? We got our URL to spike because we drove organic traffic on Facebook and Pinterest and YouTube. So when we have all at the same time, traffic linking to these things at the same time, Google's like, whoa, this link is a verified link. We're gonna put it higher up in the ranking. And then once it's higher up in the ranking and more people find it, more people click on it. Well, now all of a sudden, those 10 posts that literally were not ranking at all, because at the same time we posted them on Facebook, Pinterest, and YouTube, and we had them linking in, we had them spike and now they're sending us consistent traffic. And I don't even have to promote them on Facebook anymore. Like, so I know someone is sat there now with us in their earbuds going, say what? How? My business makes multiple six figures. That one business, I have five different businesses, but that one business makes multiple six figures and I'm not working on it because once I did that promotion once, I now can sit back on my laurels and the other, the, the promotion like snowballs. So now Google's going to pick it up. Now Pinterest is a long tail keyword. So the more I have, the longer, it doesn't last for like the first three weeks that you get no traffic. The most traffic you get is about three months in. So I know like three months from now, I'm going to get, I don't have to work from now because for the next three months, it's going to work for me. So all of that kind of snowballs when you have the right structure set in place. I am known for all organic traffic and growing all audiences, but I use Facebook as my catalyst. Like that to me, being in this industry is like, if you had to put a profile or a platform to that sentence, Facebook would not be the one you chose. Like it would be the last one I would choose. How, how on earth do you, and we're talking, so let's just clarify for people listening. We're talking about a page, aren't we? We're not talking about your profile. Yes. So yes, I use a business page. And um, we drive massive amounts of traffic with business pages. So we actually have clients right now that we work with um, who are reaching 27 million with single posts on Facebook. Like this happened two weeks ago. So we help people. Um, we had somebody last week tell, tell me that she crossed over 70,000 fans. She started with me less than a year and a half ago. So she it was zero. Like she never had a business, never had any promotion whatsoever. Um, so like we have what our fastest person in the year, one month, one week started from zero and got to a million Facebook fans without any ad spend. She spent under 183. She spent $183 to get okay, that. It's, so it's totally like, possible. People who say something's dead. Well, if you think it's dead, you're going to act like it's dead. Yeah, you Whereas are. if you say, wait a second, there's traffic in the world. What do what like there other people are getting traffic. There's people searching stuff on Google. There's people looking at content on Facebook. There's people browsing the internet. Those people didn't go away. So if they're browsing, I can be in front of them. How do I do this? And game the system. And it's a lot of fun to just turn the machine on. It just sounds like some wizardry. Like this is the this is the stuff that I tell people all the time doesn't exist. 
right? So like everyone wants the magic wand. Everyone wants me to go to them and go, oh, do this one thing. We've been keeping it secret. Do this one thing and it'll, your business will fly. And, and I say all the time, there is no magic wand. It takes work, which I'm guessing, and you just nodded, it does take work. This isn't a, oh, you put a secret word in the algorithm and goes, yes, and brings it in. There, there is work, but there's also some like shortcuts. That okay. makes sense. Like there's ways to get there faster. So if you're talking about yourself with your content, well, that's the long way because like, think of like when you go to a party and what's the fastest way to get a stranger to like talk to you. I'm an extrovert. So I'm really good at going to places and getting a stranger to talk to me because I desperately need every single person to say hi to me and say, they love me and smile at me. And I get to talk to them. Like that's, I need to talk to the my husband's like, why are you talking to the cashier? I'm like, because I want to know how her day's going. You know, like <laughs> it's a thing. All the cashiers know who I am. So anyways, my point is I want that. That's something important to me. So I've watched when you go to like a party or a social situation, what's the fastest way to build a relationship with that person? It's not to go up to that person and talk about yourself. Not to say, oh, how, do you have a problem with X, Y, Z? My business has a solution. You would never do that in real life. Like you would be like, heck no, under the carpet, yeah, I'm yeah. dead. Like yeah. the world swallow up, come me home. But we do that on Facebook. Yeah. So if we literally just treat our Facebook pages, our Facebook profiles, if we treat them like a conversation we'd have at the grocery store with a stranger, we're going to see that our rate, rates skyrocket quickly. Yeah. So if we start the conversation with, oh, you dropped something. Oh, I, I see you're here. I had a question. Um, are you a mom too? Because I'm looking at this and I'm wondering about it. Mm -hmm. That's a way. I'm looking at this thing on the grocery store aisle and I'm a mom. Do you have, a, do you, do you have any feedback for this? Guess what? If they're a mom, what are they going to do? They're going to stop. Talk to they're going to talk to you about whatever the product is you're holding at the grocery store. I've had people ask me like, oh my word, I'm like debating between these two things. I don't have kids and you're a mom and I got to go to this baby shower soon. So can you tell me which one I should buy? Mm -hmm. I've had people do that to me. Whenever I do that on Facebook, all of a sudden my posts take off. So because everyone wants to be that person who's helpful to the person next to them. Yeah, yeah. What about, right? Because obviously, okay, so let's say you're sat here like me and I often like to use myself as an example because, you know, I'm known when near perfect. So my Facebook, and you know, you can tell me off, that's fine. I have basically, I just post to it, right? And I just post the stuff I post everywhere else because rightly or wrongly, I've told myself, well, it doesn't do anything. So I'll just do that as the bare minimum. Okay, I love Instagram. I'm all over Instagram. So, and I often tell people that's where I hang out. Now, but, what do you do on Instagram that's different from Facebook? So I guess on Instagram, I'm much more authentic. In well, it's not that I'm not authentic on Facebook, but like, Facebook is like, it's like I'm showing the, oh, here's this link to this. Oh, here's how you do this. Oh, here's a podcast. Episode. Well, guess what? Yeah. When you do nothing, when you do that, no one responds. Nope. And they don't, they don't grow. But you don't do that on Instagram. No, I talk about my garden and how the fact we're building a greenhouse or share pictures of me drinking a cocktail because I flip another cocktail. Like, I talk and about- And if you did that on Facebook- it feels a lot more like a relationship. Yeah. What if they start, right? So I hit, and I've been on your site today and I was looking and I'll put it in the show notes, but you've got some amazing downloads for free. Some opt-ins where you give people sort of lines that they can use or example questions and things. 
what if they start doing it and it's tumbleweed? <laughs> it's usually tumbleweed if one, you have the wrong audience. Okay. So like earlier today, I literally got off a coaching call where the lady was like, I am so excited. I have 90,000 fans on my Instagram and I'm wondering why I'm not selling my book. Well, her Instagram feed is all about how to write because that's what she likes. She's an author and she loves knowing how to write. So her feed is all about aspiring authors. Mm. Her book was about like a biography of the film industry in Bollywood. So entirely- No, like it doesn't work. Like, mm. I'm like, you don't have an audience for people who want to buy a book about film photography okay. in Bollywood. Like your audience is about authors. Like, I don't care how active that audience is. Yeah, they're not- my book. Yeah. <laughs> so you have the wrong audience or you have the wrong message. So that's where like on your Facebook feed, you're like a loudspeaker. Here's a link, here's a link, here's a link, yeah. here's a link. I have a promotion, here's a link. Like that, nobody really wants that in their feed. They feel like it's ads, right? Mm-hmm. So, um, so that's the wrong message or it could be the wrong content. And what I mean by that is every single platform has different nuances. Yeah. So like um, Pinterest right now really loves video pins. YouTube likes their community video, which is kind of convenient because you can put the same content in both places. Instagram really likes reels right now. So if you're putting up photos on Instagram, well, you're going to have a lesser reach. If you're putting up stories on Instagram, you'll have a lesser reach than reels. And and likewise, like on Facebook, if I shared a YouTube video on Facebook, I can do that once in a while. But if I did that all the time, well, Facebook's going to be like, even if it's the best content, best audience, Best message. Facebook's like, excuse me. Like, do you know where you are? Like, why are you doing that? <laughs> we have videos. <laughs> have you seen our platform? We have Creator <laughs> Studio. They'll put a little banner at the top that says upload your video in Creator Studio. Like they, they want you to use their, so if it's a wrong audience, the wrong message, the wrong content, if you can fix that, the AMC, if you can get the right audience, mm-hmm. get the right message, the right content, then you just do what we call engagement boosters, like little, like little stacking tasks, tasks. Mm-hmm. And these are like really little things like tagging someone who's an influencer in this space on a photo that's them. Um, going to your top fans and tagging them in the comments and asking them a question. So little tiny little engagement tasks that you can do. Mm-hmm. Then Facebook looks at this and is like, oh my word, mm-hmm. right audience, right message. Content isn't to YouTube. We like this girl. <laughs> um, now she's got engagement on it right away. We're going to push this out in the algorithm. And that's how people like Vinny with only 2000 Facebook fans on his Facebook page, got 1000 of them to share his post. What? Yeah. That Um, he's not the only one. So he got that because right audience, right message, right content, tiny bit of engagement. Then Facebook's like, Oh, everybody wants to see this. Facebook then drives it to everyone else. That's how, like, I just, when I started this call, I told you guys how I, I gamed Google. Yeah. Google to send over 160,000 clicks to my website. I got them to send that traffic because we gained it by saying, oh, here's a little bit of where the the algorithm Google, this is where we're doing. This is what people like. Mm -hmm. And then Google picks it up and Google runs with it. So it's almost like the person in football. I don't play football. I don't know anything about the sport of football. I know I live in football town. So I've seen the game. I'm going to talk from the girl who doesn't actually understand football. Who's going to explain it to you. You know, the guy that like picks up the they, they punt it, he cap, catches it, yeah. and then he throws it to the to the person who's actually going to run it and make the goal, it. right? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> like, I don't know how to explain that. that. I get what you're saying. Yeah. Okay. Facebook's that. 
because Facebook will take that post because it has a spike. Whenever you post on Facebook, you get the most juice out of that post for the first day to the first three days. So Facebook's that punt. It takes that, well, not the punt, the punt's when they kick. Anyways, face, punts when you post it. It's the person between that punt who takes the ball and throws right. it to the person who's actually going to run and make the goal. I see Facebook as that for your traffic. Facebook will drive people into that sales page and then watch that sales page explode. Facebook will drive people to Pinterest. So now you can have a pin go viral and have it last for like three years. Um, literally one of my pins still going viral three years later. So if you can get the ball to punt, then you can have it run. And that's where Facebook is my, my punter. And it does say, just so you know, Facebook and Instagram are the same algorithm. They were both made by Adam Mosry. So it's easier for me with Facebook because it's more established. I can schedule better, but literally right now they're actually rolling out emerged Instagram and Facebook feed and emerged Instagram and Facebook um, business suite where you can post um, and schedule all your content just like you can on Facebook. So one of the things I loved about Facebook is I can go in there and I can schedule six weeks worth of everything. Yeah. And I don't know, one Netflix show. So I don't have to constantly be like, oh, six weeks from now, what am I doing? I don't know. Like mm -hmm. it just shows up every day and I don't have to think about it and I don't have to worry about it. And it just, it just lives. And I couldn't do that on Instagram. On Instagram, I had to like kind of show up every day. Yeah. Um, for, yeah, I did constant, I had to do a real or story in real time. So now they're actually merging all of those and they're giving us editorial tools and they're even giving us an insights dashboard that's united between both. So now I can see all my stats from Instagram and Facebook at the same time. They're basically becoming the same feed and for all intents and purposes. So now, like now it makes sense to me, especially as that tool's rolling out for me to use Instagram just as much as Facebook, because I don't, I can watch my one Netflix show. <laughs> <laughs> my husband likes watching TV. I don't. So our compromise is he watches TV and I sit with him and I play on my phone or my little iPad. While the TV. That's when I schedule my content. So I can go and schedule everything while I'm sitting there. And tomorrow, the next day, the three days later, I'm not on social media, even though it looks like I am. So. Okay. So you're scheduling your content, but you're using Creator Studio to schedule it. I use only Facebook's tools because Facebook loves Facebook. Remember like the whole YouTube thing? Yeah. Facebook wants to, Facebook wants to be the big dog in Facebook land. So yeah. Facebook wants you to use Facebook stuff and gives you extra like juice when you use Facebook. Okay. So. Like I've got visions of you sat there crafting perfectly the most amazing content for every single post. And in my head, you were like, okay, I'll bring in this ingredient and this ingredient, like you're some mad scientist or something. Like I'm seeing this and I'm thinking, but how the hell, like how often do you post daily? Well, it depends which pro project. So yeah. my, some of my blogs, we post every hour. Wow because we get traffic every hour because we have that much engagement every single hour. So if I post less, I just get less engagement. So, but that's because those pages have multiple millions of fans. Okay. So you wanna post depending on the size of your business. What I love to do is create a hundred pieces of content. And I have a whole system that can help you make that hundred days of content in literally a day. Like I literally from, 8 a.m. Saturday by noon, one o'clock, you could have your entire hundred days of content done um, in my system. And once you have that hundred days, you post day one, day two, day three, day four, day five. And at the end of six weeks, you go back and you look, which ones didn't do well. And I don't like use any scientific thing like, oh, yeah. like 
check the numbers. No, I just eyeball it. Like one's bigger than the others in reach and that little bar thing, right? So the one that's bigger in reach, I circle that as, oh, it's a good one. And the one that's like, wait, what? How, why did that flop? Yeah. I just cross it out. And then at the end, I might have say 80 posts I can use again. I only have to make 20. And then next time I have another 20 posts that I get rid of, but now all of the other ones are my better posts. So I don't have to work. So people think, oh, wait a minute, Rachel, you're posting every hour. Well, no, I am posting every hour, but like it's content that I wrote six years ago. That's still doing well. So why would I rewrite it? I just kind of post it. And And I I love that in like (laughs) your, your, your regularly checking it, but removing the stuff that isn't working and keeping the stuff that is, because again, people get terrified of reposting stuff. They're like, you know, oh, I, I don't want to do that. They've seen it. Well, the chances are potentially they haven't seen it. And even if they have, they're not immediately going to be like, oh, this is a joke. Like, I'm going to leave. And also, how many times do you listen to the same song? Oh, if it's me, continuously. I'm a nightmare. They hate me in this house. Yeah. My children. I mean, kids are the worst of this. How many times do they watch their sh- one TV show? Uh, all the time. Like one of my kids, I'm like, do you have, can you watch any other episode? Any one, any, and I'm not picky, any other episode. Hades Town, really? Like it's this musical, whatever. It's the most guy's most annoying voice at this. uh, Maybe it was amazing musical the first two times I heard it. But about now, my daughter's into Hades Town and it's not that interesting. (laughs) I'm done. Okay. But the point is I'm done. She's not. Yeah. The person who loves that topic, they're cool. Listen to it again. And again, and again, and again, and again. And I'm tired of the post, but my audience is still clicking. So yeah, and it's if you're not if about me at this point. Yeah. <laughs> and if you got the clicks, then that's okay. Like that's the thing. So, like, let's say someone's coming to this brand new and they're like, okay, so I'm gonna go back and look at what I've done. Is that a good place to start? I mean, if I looked at mine, it's like fall on its backside, fall on its backside, fall on its backside. Like because I'm just trying to think of like some of the posts I did where I did get a lot of interaction. They tend to be more personal stuff, obviously. They tend to be more, here's my journey, story, whatever, whatever. Know to know that you'll probably do even better if you're, it's what's your journey story. Mm. Because in the scope of like, what's going to do well and what's going to do badly, what's going to do well is stuff when you're getting to talk about your audience. Mm -hmm. What's going to do a little bit not as bad is when you're talking about yourself like your stories, mm-hmm. what's going to do the worst is when it looks like an ad and yeah. it's a promotion post. So if you can get as close to who is my audience and I'm going to talk about who they are and feature who they are, you're going to do better. So when you're crafting your stuff, like I'm just, and I know everyone else is going to do it because I've just done it. I've just gone to your page right now because now I'm looking at your content going, but how and what, what are you writing about? And what is this stuff? And like, you know, some like it's really personally well written as in like you're talking directly to me you're sharing lots of good things about other people you're sharing lots of posts actually which is interesting because I don't share anything like it's just not a thing I do as in I wouldn't share it I only share my own content um but yeah so what's like what's the secret like magic what like what's the you want like the fastest shortcut photo video conversation starter And it's not about you. It's not about your product. It's about your audience. Okay. So if I'm going to post a picture of me, I'm going to always ask them a question about them. Okay. If I'm going to talk about 
a win. I'm going to try to talk about a win my students had, not something I did. Yeah. So if it's going to be a, here's a product that'll help you, it's going to be a way of, oh my word, who has done this? Because I know somebody has already gotten blah, 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 blah. So that way it's all about back to who they are. And, oh, if you haven't, here's the product. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) So it's always about who they are and elevating who they are. Yeah, I love it. So how, like with that growth, because again, people would just like eat that up. And I do ads, right? So I'm running an ad at the moment. It's fallen on its backside. Like it's a lead magnet. People are like, yeah, bore off. And it's not doing brilliantly, but like, I would never and have, if someone said to me, if I had to spend money on Facebook ads, I wouldn't suggest they do a like campaign. Um, Just because like, for me, it's like, well, if I'm going to spend money, I want it to do something. So that growth, like how, is it purely the fact of the more they're interacting, the more the algorithm's showing it, the Mm -hmm. more people find them. That is it. There's no. pretty much it. Like, it's just natural growth. And and what about as well, um, bless you, but. It's fine. We have to see. We're human. Um, I know. <laughs> <laughs> Mow their lawn. <laughs> no, it's okay. My neighbor's awesome. I'm glad he mows his lawn. Um, <laughs> sorry about the sneeze, but yeah. But like, what about the link thing as well? Because Facebook don't like links, do they? Facebook wants a lot, like you were saying, engagement. And so Facebook wants signals that readers give to Facebook to say this post is doing well. So those are micro reactions like thumbs up, hearts, like shares, or like smiles. Those are all micro reactions. Um, Minimal, minimum, middle ground, medium (laughs) reactions are like short comments, like yes, okay, thanks. Those auto populating ones like hearts, hearts, beautiful, you know, whatever those are. Um, What the better comments are, so the next signal would be three liner comments or any comment where you're writing a whole sentence and then you're tagging someone or comments where there's a back and forth interaction. So mm-hmm. like I leave a gift, somebody else responds and I ask them a question and then said they respond back. Yeah. That's what Facebook is looking for. So if you look at like any of my ads, I engagement stack the heck out of those. Yeah. The first person that responds on the ad, I write them an open-ended question and I might tag another person so that that way there's a back and forth dialogue happening on my ad. And then whenever they make a comment, I'll go like it. I'll give their comment a thumbs up or a like or heart mm-hmm. because that's telling Facebook there's a signal on this post. You know, it looks weird if I like my own post. I'm not liking my own post. I'm liking the comment of someone that, I mean, I watch it for a hawk for that first comment because <laughs> yeah. I want engagement second. So do we do ads? Yes. Do I do, I prefer conversion ads? Yes, because I like making money. But I also love engagement ads because sometimes I need that just a little bit of a boost to tell Facebook, this is going to get some juice in the algorithm. And then I'll switch it to a new conversion ad sometimes. And so when you talk about engagement ads, would you go to the effort of, let's say you post something on your page and you're like, oh, that was really good on my page. Would you then boost that or put that out as an ad? Just, I'm assuming the, obviously generally, I know the ads to help the engagement of the page, but I'm guessing just even that engagement on the post is going to help everything. Yes. If I get a post to be engaged on my page, then I have an audience that I can retarget because they're already warm to me. If mm-hmm. they've taken action and they've liked the post, now that they're not going to necessarily like a post that's, say, about your day or your garden. They might like that post if they're a gardener. Mm-hmm. 
That doesn't mean they're liking your post because they're your perfect client. So you got to make sure that whenever you're putting content out there, it's the content that your perfect person would only your perfect person would relate to. Mm. Because when you get them to like it, then you can invite that person to like your page. Now you've got an engaged fan that you can then even drive into your Facebook group. I've drive leads into my Facebook group. Yesterday, we added 300 new people to my Facebook group without any ads, without me having to drive traffic. I just did it without me having to click anything. I did an automatic invites. So everyone who takes any action on my page that day, Facebook automatically invites them to join my group. That's, and this is like, it's fine. This is like thing of dreams. Like this is what people are like, how? And when you said before something go viral, like, we always talk about, you know, if you could literally make the formula of making something go viral, you would make millions and millions and millions because people want stuff to go viral all the time. You and know, I have. like, can I ask the blog that you're talking about, what's the subject of the, as in what's the, what does it talk about? I have one blog that I started one blog and sold it for preschoolers. I have a food crockpot blog. I have a cat blog. I have a DIY home blog. We'll be starting one for budgeting and saving money soon because um, the way the algorithms are working, we are going to be making more money on a mud. The, the, it's no longer eyeballs. It's going to be more content as well. And we, there's a higher payout. So we'll be moving into the budgeting as well. I have, a, I used to have a makeup one. That one was a colossal failure. I don't know if you know, if you're watching me, I don't actually wear makeup. So yeah, you've got to so have yeah that didn't, that makeup, I, I saw the markup and I got greedy and I thought, oh, 30 to 35% markup. Heck yeah, I'm in the makeup business. No, Rachel, you don't know how to wear mascara. This doesn't work. Yeah. Mascara itches your eyes. This really isn't going to work. <laughs> so not everything's been a win, um, but yeah, we've I've got lots of businesses. Just explain that to my audience. When you say you looked at the markup on it and the fact that you said about the budgeting one, how do you mean? Like, is that a a particular blogger thing? What, what, how, explain that to me. Um, I always check to see if I, before I ever start a new business, I always test to see if it will be profitable and what products I could sell. And I test the market. <clears throat> when I test the market with makeup, I was able to make a 35% markup. So what I mean by that is for every $2 I put in, um, or $1 and 75 cents I put in, I would get back $3. Okay. So it's a 35% lift. So that's a market to go into because now I could spend 10% of that and I could still become out ahead. Yeah. Okay. And so, so it's a good long-term business to go into. So, but that said, it doesn't work <laughs> if I don't care about makeup. And so I come across really disingenuous. So you want to make sure it's a topic that you love and that you care about. Otherwise you can't, you, people can just smell your fake. And I should have, that was a moment where I had to like, take a little bit of a pride, swallow your pride pill, um, either hire someone who does makeup tutorials, but then I had to deal with ego. Um, because like they wanted to be the hero of the page and then they wanted to make all the money and then they went to work for someone else. So anyways, after a little while, I was like, that audience is just going to go away now and we're going to do something else. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, I have a lot of different audiences. Like, okay. So I just want to, well, one, the crock pot one, because like, you know, I do love uh, recipes and things. So explain to me, and this is going in directions I never expected to, but this is what I love so much about these conversations. So you create a blog that talks about recipes and using a crock pot and that sort of thing. Okay. So let's say you're starting from absolute scratch. You create a load of content. How often are you creating blogs? Once a week, once a day, once a month? Um, we create them in a big batch and then they go out for years. Okay. So you've written loads of blogs. I actually then... have a writing team now that does it, but yes. Okay. So then you just send them out. <laughs> then how do you even start to get that sync? Because I know people have written blogs for years and literally like still not getting much traction on it. So well, that's because they didn't start with the audience. 
Okay. So explain if you that. create a blog, but you don't have an audience, it's like creating a book with nobody to sell it to or putting your store in the middle of a cornfield. Okay. So tell me how the audience started first, then for that crop pot. Yeah. So I build an audience and I want to build that audience up to 50,000 engaged fans. So if you have 50,000 people who like your page, but they don't actually take action on your page every single month, every single week, then they're not actually engaged. So I want to have 50,000 engaged people because 50,000 engaged people brings roughly each post on my Facebook page will reach 10% of my audience. So 5,000 people will see it. And maybe on a good day, 10% of those will click over. So knowing that I now have 500 people go visit that blog post. It's not worth my time to create a blog post with anything less than that. So if I have less than that, I don't want to create my blog yet. I want to make sure I build my audience first. I'm pretty good at building audiences now, so I can build an audience in probably about six weeks time. So we're able to, in about six weeks, have a next next business up and running. Honestly, this to me is like, it immediately makes me want to hire you. Like, yeah, thanks. I'll have all that. That'd be amazing. But again, it's like, and maybe, I don't know, like maybe I've just never had anybody in this conversation. Maybe it's the blogging. I just don't, this is all new. So when you say, and I'm sorry for like literally, but I know if I'm asking these questions, my audience are doing the same in their head. When you say you, right, so you identify an audience, so you decide there's a whole audience of people who love the crockpot stuff, okay? Mm-hmm. So you create a Facebook page and you start putting content on that Facebook page. Yeah. That content is just content stuff, I guess. Just mm-hmm. do you create that content? So, because immediately I'm thinking, well, you need the blogs to put on the page. So, Okay. So tell me what I create my blog posts from my Facebook posts. So I don't create a blog post until I know people are going to click on that content. Cause why would I spend two hours crafting a blog post? If I don't know people will read it. What's faster to create a Facebook post that I know people that and test. So I test different messages. Do you care more about like, so right behind me, actually, I was brainstorming with my team. This is my DIY home blog. So you can see I've got, Oh, it's a podcast y'all. So sorry, but behind the screen of me, is one of my handwritten spreadsheets because I'm one of those doodlers who has to have everything on paper. So it looks like a spreadsheet, but it's on paper. And so we, (laughs) it's what Rachel does. Rachel's weird. And then I put it onto a spreadsheet, which I could have put it on the spreadsheet to begin with, but whatever. Um, Anyways, so I have behind me and I'll create all, here's all the pieces of content. So do we, do people want to figure out how to fix a drafty house? Do they want ramen or udon noodle recipes? Do they want to know how to create waffle, like um, ironing stations, how to clean up your your house and iron your clothes? Do they want to know that? Do they want to know about Elf on the Shelf or fire starters? Like, I don't know. I find out by putting it in front of them. When I put it in front of them, I found out, oh, you guys really want garage organization? No one else is talking about garage and how to organize your garage. Everybody's talking about how to organize, you know, your kitchen and your bathroom, but nobody's talking about garage. That's what you want. Heck yeah, I got that in a bag. And by the way, motorcycles um, has a better keyword ad placement. So guess what? I just made more bang than if I had made one for kitchen because kitchen doesn't make as much money as a motorcycle or a car mention. So anyways, my point is I was able to figure out, now, did I spend time like making a kitchen post, a bathroom post, a garage post to figure this out? No, because that takes forever. What I do is I create the audience And then I put posts in front of them and say, which do you want to clean up in your house today? Oh, your garage. Your garage is where there's the, like, if there was an avalanche in your house and you had to figure out where that avalanche happened, where would you have suspected the most? They all said the garage. So I go in, we make a post for the garage. It goes viral. I didn't have to, I even would say to them, what are your best cleaning your garage tips? They gave me the tips. Guess what the blog post was? 
Now I don't have to write the post. I don't have to work as hard. And I already know they're going to click on it because they told me they wanted that content. This so I'm not going to spend like, two hours writing a blog post if I don't have to. This is like turning content on its head. Like, Why on earth would people write the other way? I don't understand. But <laughs> that's why I tell people not to. <laughs> you know, you're so right. Because do you know what? Like, And I'll, I'll put myself in this category. You get so concerned with putting stuff out there that you forget to ask people what they want. Like, you're like, oh, uh, you know, this has happened. I should do this or I should do that. Or and so the, the slight way in which I probably do it, which is good, is... I often take my content from the stuff we've talked about in my academy, because if that's what they're asking, other people are probably asking that. So I guess I'm doing it a tiny little bit, but certainly not as publicly as I could be. And I think you've just addressed something as well. That I bet so many people listening to this would be like, oh, wow, that's a ha-ha. Like your content that you're putting out on social media does not have to be the answer. Like you are asking questions. That's what you're doing. That's your content. You're not getting the tips, putting together the thing, having the, like, creating a beautiful picture for it, doing all the stuff. You're literally just. Oh, honestly, if somebody posted, here's how to clean up your garage when it's a disaster and they tagged you in it, how would that make you feel? Yeah. Like, yeah. Awful. Cause it'd be like, oh, that's me then. Yeah. Thanks. Yeah, exactly. So, no, if you're posting tips all the time, you're literally making your audience not feel good about themselves. Yeah. Oh man. So that doesn't mean we don't create content that helps their lives. Oh, of course not. It's just, we want to make sure that's kind of on the back end. <laughs> yeah. Step two is here's, oh, your content, the garage is the avalanche. Here's the post that'll help you. Yeah. So, so the way, because this is partly out of educating my audience and partly out of sheer nosiness. So the way of, so you're doing the content, you're deciding what they want, you create the blog, you drive the traffic to the blog. Where does the money making come in? Through uh, selling space on your blog Oh, ads are the easiest one. Okay. Um, that's completely passive. So I just put the ads on my site like seven years ago. And every month I make, we literally make multiple six figures just in ads. Wow. Just in ads. Um, we also sell affiliate products, which is the second easiest because I don't have to create the product. I don't have to deliver the product. I don't have to worry about setting up emails or the tech. I just link to the thing and put a picture up. Um, that's and And then those last for forever too until the link dies. So that also is work I do once and it lasts forever, easiest one. The third way is you create your own products. So with my Crock-Pot site, we have a meal plan. With my DIY home site, we have like a home family binder. We have organization sheets. We have like a cleaning little how to clean your house program. Um, I don't create those. I have other people make them for me. And then we rev share them because I don't want to work on those. And then I also have other businesses like Moolah where I teach people. So I teach people how to drive traffic. And that's kind of where I have a lot of fun. It's actually probably not my most profitable business by minutes I work, but it's yeah. definitely my most fun business. But I mean, I'm doing just fine there. I've done multiple seven in it. Um, so I'm not hurting there, but the other one just has a higher per minute profit <laughs> margin. <laughs> Honestly, this is literally blowing my mind. Like this whole conversation, this, the businesses you've created are immense. The fact that you can build audiences so fast, like that is like some magic amazing thing it's just so flipping smart like i i want to be you when i grow up like please can i like should we be best friends i'd really appreciate oh, that already <laughs> <laughs> like honestly it, talking to you and i'm so conscious of our time for many reasons one when i book these lovely guests and i book them for you know i'm conscious of their time but two being a mum, uh, my school run is in 10 minutes time i have to leave the house so again i'm really like okay i book this time and i do need to leave on time which 
just thing of being a mom, isn't it? <laughs> it, is, it is. If you didn't hear me, I did the whole snapping my fingers thing because one of the kids was like, hey, mom, hey, mom. <laughs> I'm like, did yeah. you see me doing that? That's what that was. <laughs> but like, I'm on a podcast, be quiet. <laughs> honestly, this blows my mind. It's so good. And like to do it with such, what seems such ease, obviously this, you had to work all this out and you have now, this really is the, the, the laptop lifestyle that people really look for, isn't it? You know, because you've worked out the figure, you've worked out the, the system, the scenario, the whatever, you've brought your team in. How big's your team out of interest? Um, well, that's actually kind of interesting. Um, I actually have like a small team, but a big team. So what I did like three months ago is I looked at the blog and I was like, oh my word, we have so many blog posts that need to be written. Mm-hmm. We at that time had one full-time blog writer. And I was like, this is more than one full-time person can do. Um, We're going to like, and you're not moving fast enough, which is not a problem. It's not your fault. So we're going to let you go. Um, But we found her another position with someone else. So it's not like that wanted another full-time person. And we hired 141 writers at the same exact time. Mm -hmm. And I gave them a course. So like, here's how you write the post. Here's how you organize the post. Here's how you find the images. Here's how you do the links. Here's how da, 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 da. And then they submit them and then we have like, it just is checked. So I'm actually working less. Like, I mean, I have to like, we just had 400 posts written um, in the last like three and a half weeks, three weeks and um, all at one time. So now I'll have them all done. And I, all I have to do now is, well, I have a VA who works in my other business, but it's because it's like 15 minutes of work, she's going to schedule them. So on Tuesday, she posts this one on Wednesday, this one, Thursday, this one, Friday, this one, next one, this. So she's got like a 15 minute task every single day for like the next ever next year in, I guess, 45 days, 50 days. Um, she's good to go. So it's me of batch stuff. Like I really love batching. Cause I, I don't want to have to think about it again. So I won't have to think about it again. I probably have another four or five days of, of fiddling with that system. And then I'll be done with that blog and we won't have 140 employees or contractors on it anymore. They're not employees. They, they did the, they get tasked yeah. for one. And when they write it, they get paid. They don't write it. They don't get paid like that. Yeah. They're definitely contractors. So when they're done, then they're going to move on to other teams and um, I'll give them referrals because people have found out what I did. And they're like, who the heck, how'd you do this? Give me your writers. Yeah. <laughs> I want them all. <laughs> um, so yeah, they're, they're going to find new positions and I'm going to have all the content done. And then it's going to be on a system and I won't have to see it again. Wow. You literally like, I feel like I've just had this little peek through the door, look at what you do in your life. And now I'm like, I'm just going to go and stalk you and look at your stuff. I do definitely want to know the crock pot group and the blog because I love a bit of cooking. I also really like the house organizing thing. I don't do it so much now because I run a business and I, I actually don't organize my house and I don't cook. That is brilliant. That is just... And I don't own a cat and I have the crazy cat lady page. What I, I'm like um, a compulsive people collector. You absolutely are like, yeah, that's a compulsive just... thing. I can't, I'm like, Ooh, like, okay. The other day my husband's like, what do you want to do when you grow up? Like when you're done with Mula, cause you're not gonna do Mula forever. What are you going to do next? I'm like, I think I'm going to go play the dulcimer. And my husband's like, what? I'm like, I've seen someone play the dulcimer. It's this weird, funky instrument that looks like a harp cycle and you kind of like bang it with these hammers. Right. I was like, I am going to play that. And so then I went online and I created the Association of Dulcimer Players. And <laughs> you are a true entrepreneur. Like, like, do I create a dulcimer, like learn the dulcimer? I think I just want to make an audience of dulcimer players so I can listen to it whenever I want to. <laughs> like, I, 
Anyways, that's what I do. It's a compulsive thing. <laughs> like, I get an idea. Let's make an audience for it. <laughs> like a proper entrepreneurial, like, oh, I did into that. Show me all the videos. I'm like 40. I'll be 40 in like three months. So like <laughs> I got a long time before I'm gonna need this audience. <laughs> but you never know. You know, someone might retire early. Because <laughs> now you said it, someone's gonna be getting it. <laughs> <laughs> I got a dulcimer audience. <laughs> I, anyways, I don't know why I started that one. That was just a I That's literally didn't say I was gonna become a dulcimer uh, player, but I'm not actually going to ever play the dulcimer if I'm actually honest with myself. I don't have music above my body. Um. (laughs) Brilliant. Rachel, I cannot thank you enough. Thank you, Teresa. Literally, like, smacking me around the head and going, what the hell are you doing? So I can go and now tell my team, we've got to just change it all up now. We've got to do some new stuff. Uh, Well, if you want to, like, where do I start changing it up for that content system? We have a $27 product called Social System. And it's, you can get it done in a weekend. Like, by this time tomorrow, you could be done. Perfect. I'm off to buy it right now. Thank (laughs) you, Rachel, so, so much. It's been an absolute pleasure having you on the podcast. For for sure. Have a great day. What did you think of that? Oh, so good. So, so good. I need to go and listen to the whole thing again, make notes and give it to my team because she said such cool, cool things. She was so nice. I really, really liked her. I, I am so privileged that I get to interview amazing people. And we've got some great ones coming up, by the way. We've got Stu McLaren. That's awesome. Uh, Dennis Yu. That was another really good one coming up. But yeah, she's just so good. I loved it. Loved it so much. So I'm going to let you rush off and write down all the amazing things she said. And make sure you screenshot the podcast now and tag us in and let us know what you think. I can't wait to hear it. All right. I will see you next week for a solo episode. Thank you so much for listening to the Marketing That Converts podcast. And if you enjoyed this episode, then please do go check out TeresaHeathWearing.com where you'll find more amazing content to help you grow your business.